0: At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Journey Beyond Divorce with Karen McMahon. I'm Steve Peck on Divorce Horse Radio, and here's your host, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Welcome back to our third episode of Divorcing a Narcissist and High Conflict Divorce. If this is your first time tuning in with us, I invite you to check out our first two episodes where we talk with a family and marriage therapist and a psychotherapist who explain in different ways the psychology behind both your spouse's behavior and yours and discuss the essential need to change your behavior in order to change your circumstances. As you know, being married to a narcissist is debilitating and it has far-reaching ramifications.
1: We lose
0: our sense of reality after years of our spouse powerfully promoting his or her Very different and confusing version of what's real. Feeling insecure, beat down, exhausted, and lost is understandable for the spouse of a narcissist. Entering the marathon of divorce, already weary, insecure, and deeply fearful, is normal. When going up against the person you trusted the most, who then berated, belittled, and abused you, today's episode strategies for regaining your sanity invites you to change your behavior it provides you a type of coaching experience a dialogue that we engage in with our private clients we will challenge your ingrained beliefs about yourself and your circumstances and encourage you to stay focused where you have power with our guidance you will notice limiting beliefs and be invited to let go of behaviors that have not benefited you. You will emerge with concrete strategies for engaging with your spouse in a very different and significantly more effective manner. With me today is Lisa Brick, my dear friend and business partner, who has powerfully coached scores of men and women through high-conflict divorce and has helped them to gain uh, a calm and a clarity that they now hold and utilize in
1: all circumstances that life
0: throws in their path.
1: Welcome, Lisa. Well, oh, thank you, Karen. I'm so glad to be here and to be working with you to support our listeners to break free from the crazy-making reality that they have with their narcissistic spouse and to begin to create a sane inviting and warm communicative reality with new people in uh, a very different life. Exactly. And today, I want to
0: start by uh, talking about that insanity, um, like the problem, what 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 I was caught in, what those of you listening have been caught in. So, you know, we've all heard the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so Lisa and I are going to begin by just talking about some of the behaviors that uh, our clients have been engaged in and, and listen in for what, what resonates with you. and And let's start taking a look at those. So the first one that I think of is mistaking the narcissist for a rational human being. And what I mean by that is, uh, after years, or perhaps decades with this individual, uh, continuing to try to reason with them when that's never worked in the past, when um, no matter the situation, you, you often your perspective isn't acknowledged, it's not validated, and they see things their way, and it's very black and white thinking. So we know what their behavior is, the black and white thinking. Your behavior, the spouse of the narcissist, is continuing to try the same thing over and over again, believing that they're a rational human being and working with that and expecting
1: that it's going to work next time. And one of the problems that occurs is that a lot of narcissists are quite bright and they use their intelligence to whittle down your ability over years and in many cases with our clients over decades to begin to see their distorted reality as truth as the actual reality and that's one of the biggest mistakes that we help people move out of and that's mistaking your narcissist's version of reality as an accurate one because once you begin to do that then they use their intelligence and they use their logic to get you deeper and deeper into seeing this very unique perspective, uh, all about them and their needs as the truth, when in fact it is not. Yeah, and I want to
0: acknowledge that it makes sense that you got where you are, um, right? It's it's uh, it's 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 this. Um, almost brainwashing that happens. And after years or decades, it makes sense that if you're an open-minded person, as we spoke about in the first two episodes, if you're um, a codependent who is often trying to please the other person, take care of the other person, put the other person's needs first, it would make sense that you would question your perspective and, and then with such thousand percent certainty from your spouse start wondering if theirs isn't the correct one now given where you are and that you're looking to break the chains and break free challenging their perspective stopping and taking the time to consider um what's real uh is different behavior and really valuable and we're going to talk more about that in the second half of the show where we talk about strategies um an, another one lise that uh so many codependents engage in is this uh delusion that you can control the narcissist that if you figure out i just had a conversation with a client about a week ago and she was trying to figure out um, how she was going to open up this conversation with her husband, and then um, what he might say, and and if he said A, how she maybe she should say B, or if he did C, it would be really helpful to do D, so that she could like calm the storm that might happen if he reacted. And just when we stopped and looked at it it was exhausting and and she truly believed that somehow she could strategize how to change or control the outcome of the conversation or or his reaction and and that's insanity nobody and and our last two specialists spoke to this nobody has the power to change another person never mind a narcissist from seeing things or reacting to things differently and so the insanity you're caught in is if that resonates with you that that turning yourself into a pretzel to try and calm or control that which you have no control over
1: and if you look into your own experience and I'm talking you Karen um, myself with the clients I've known And of course, our listeners and ask yourself, how many times has coming back to my spouse with my logic to help him or her see things from a broader perspective, ask yourself, how many times have you actually been effective? And my answer would be zero. (laughs) Yeah, and I have to say, you know, very often high conflict divorces occur because you're married to someone or you are someone who has a personality disorder. And when that's the case, using logic again and trying to get them to see things in a way that their brain is incapable of seeing just leads you as you said into a pretzel form where you're right back in the where you started and you've given your narcissist spouse more fuel to use against you so not only does it bring you back to a spot that seems familiar where you from where you started it actually gives the narcissist spouse more power to manipulate you because now they understand how you think. And they can use it against you. Absolutely. And then
0: another one that um, gives the narcissist power is the belief, and I hear this, I would say almost universally, he or she is so charismatic. They're so intelligent. They're, they're going to, they're going to trick everyone. Um, they keep telling me that like I- I'm the crazy one, and and they're going to convince my lawyer and the judge and the attorney for every everyone's going to believe that person because they're so charismatic and smart. And the experience that I personally have had, as well as so many of the clients that I've worked with, is you believe that because you've been caught in the the snare but the truth is when you start inviting healthy-minded people therapists for the children um, lawyers for the children uh, your attorney the judge when you start bringing all these people together uh, the emperor has no clothes and the narcissist is seen for who they are because their personality disorder does make them different, and the average person can see that. And uh, and 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 as a result, inviting all of these outside players into your reality can be really um, uh, validating and and incredibly helpful.
1: It also helps you change your behavior because you get reinforcement in. Other people who you respect who can see things without the glasses that the narcissist has put over your face and when you begin to say it and see that it's not me like my perceptions have actually been accurate and you change your behavior The narcissist loses immense amounts of power because they only have their power if you are in step with their dance. Once you step back from that dance, and we'll get into this more later, you've just robbed them of their strength. So it's so much easier to do that, to step back from that dance, when you open it up Open up what you've been living with to more people and you have others who are saying, "Mm, yeah, um, yeah, this person is acting very, very oddly and trying to control things that he or she has absolutely no control over like the law. Exactly, and a big term that we hear a lot is
0: is gaslighting. That um, you've been involved in this interaction with your spouse, where it makes sense that you question yourself and you question reality, and um, and uh, there's a there's something I found. It's called a narcissist's prayer, and I just want to read it because I think it really will resonate with all of you who've been in this situation uh, because their reality is so skewed. And so it goes like this, um, that can happen. And if it did, it wasn't that bad. And if it was, that's not big, that big of a deal. And if it is, it's not my fault. And if it was, I didn't mean it. And if I
1: did, you deserved it. Mm. That sounds very, very familiar. Uh, Every one of my clients can relate to that. Who I've worked with who's divorcing a narcissist very powerful. And and so you're
0: going from
1: that right
0: weeks, months, years, decades of of that perspective. And and today we're inviting you to recalibrate to uh, to start noticing. Your part of that insane dance, and to uh, listen in for the strategies and tools that can help you begin to change your behavior, your perspectives, your behavior in a way that serves you and enables you to grow into that calm, clear, confident individual who can partner with your attorney and really craft a, a settlement that that benefits you. And, just, uh, just there was, go ahead. Go ahead here. Um, I was going to say the, the other piece before we dive into the strategies mm-hmm. is uh, the guilt and the other thing I wanted to mention is the piece that that uh, that you may be experiencing, which is guilt and shame, uh, the internalized self-criticism. What's my problem? How did I, how did I end up with this person? Why did I stay in the marriage so long? I'm such an idiot. How did this? You know. How did how. I'm so weak, and and the truth, and I just think it's so important that you stand in this reality. The truth is anyone who's connected with a narcissist, a pathological narcissist, uh, was predisposed. Um, in the last two shows, they talked about how narcissists connect with codependents, people who uh, give themselves up, put the other person first, Uh, focus on the other person's needs and actually derive something from the other person's strength and confidence and what have you. That doesn't happen in the marriage. You were predisposed. Something in your childhood predisposed you to be that codependent caretaker. Um, uh, Ross Rosenberg, in one of the last two episodes, he described codependence as a self-love deficiency and uh, and so it's so important the work that Lisa and I do with our clients is it's so important to notice when you're living in guilt and shame and self-criticism because that is not going to serve you that is going to slow down your recovery and instead to be able to live in compassion for yourself to listen to those two episodes so that you can understand how you ended up where you are. And then with kindness and gentleness, you begin the process of personal development and growth and changing so that you can emerge from this broken marriage and your divorce healthier and stronger. And And that's what we're hoping to provide you with in the second half of the of this uh, program.
1: And I feel it's important to keep in mind that your narcissistic spouse, they sifted through a number of people before they chose you because they could tell that unknowingly on your side, innocently on your side, that you were vulnerable to their manipulations. So you were chosen because... Of your vulnerability and as Karen said your vulnerability is not from some fault it's from some history
0: yeah
1: well said so we talked about
0: the uh, the dance and the insanity um, and the crazy making on your part as well and now we want to shift to changing that dance, breaking free of the behaviors that have kept you stuck in in this relationship. And the first one uh, is radical acceptance. And what I mean by that is accepting that your spouse um, has a personality disorder, that um, they engage in behaviors that don't make sense, that uh, rational dialogue uh, is uh, is not gonna impact them or change their mind, that in the process of this um, unhealthy marriage, this dysfunction that you've most likely lost yourself, that you've been taking the bait and believing um, the narcissists Uh, distorted view. Now that's a lot. And, And the idea is until we accept what is, we can't be able to, we're not going to make any significant change. And so I covered a lot here that we kind of talked about in the first part of the show, accepting who your spouse is, what their issues, their disorder is, and accepting how you got where you are and what you've been through is the key to moving forward and changing behavior uh, that we're going to talk about.
1: And, Karen, that is so important, and it can be so difficult to do unless the spouse of a narcissist breaks the isolation that usually the narcissist pushes them into from beginning beginning dating to courting to marriage and, and then onward and there are many things we can talk about but it's very hard this radical acceptance unless you've broken the isolation and you've created a solid and reliable reflective system a support system Where you can say, this is what my life looks like. Is this normal? Does this make sense? I have a a wonderful client who came to me. She is smart. She is talented. She is incredibly capable. And she was living a life that was so deluded that it really took an interaction with me to say, no, the way you're living, it isn't natural or normal. I've never heard exactly what you're sharing before. And the more she understood that what she had come to accept as perfectly normal and that made sense was actually extremely abnormal, but unless you break the isolation, it's, very hard to, in some ways, radically accept how distorted your your life has become as a spouse of this narcissist. And there's many, many more actions you can take, strategies to get away. I happen to see that this one, having people you can really trust, that you can speak with, Uh, is, is vital to really get exactly how bizarre your situation is and how important it is to strategically work out of it and by keeping the focus on yourself.
0: And we'll be back with more Journey Beyond Divorce after this. We're there right when you need us the most. And we make sure you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you between calls to be more effective.
1: I was very fortunate to find Journey Beyond Divorce. I would go searching for any piece of information that could either, A, give me more knowledge about the divorce process itself, or B, could talk me down emotionally. And I found that Journey Beyond Divorce was really instrumental in providing both things, one, the guidance of the divorce process itself, as well as talking about self-maintenance and what does the individual need to do to kind of cope with it.
0: Let us help you gain a broader perspective and determine your best next steps with our free Rapid Relief Lifeline Call. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call.
1: Care, do you want to talk more about keeping the focus on yourself?
0: Yeah, I, I also just want to say that uh, in 12-step programs, they, they, one of the slogans is um, we're as sick as our secrets. And I know um, for so many of my clients, uh, out of fear, out of being bullied, uh, nobody knew. Nobody knew what was happening behind closed doors. And so... That inviting in of people and uh, and sharing what your real experience has been uh, is scary because because you really believe that nobody's going to believe you and everyone's going to believe him or her. But it's 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 also liberating if you could and you you'll hear us say that a lot today. It's like if you could push through. Your comfort zone, the discomfort of doing something that you're afraid to do, what you
1: typically find on the other side is freedom. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll probably come back to this, break the isolation as we're talking. Um, But now it it comes to, if you realize you are not going to change your spouse's mind because you cannot, then the person who's still there to focus on is... On your mind, and what you do in response, what you say in response to your spouse, which is very different than what you have been doing. You you need to do new things to have different outcomes. So,
0: so keeping the focus on yourself. Uh, we talked about that that pretzel making, right? That trying to change. Uh, him or her and so the client I was talking about after we giggled a little bit about like this pretzel she was creating she was like oh my god Uh, we then took a step back and just said well you know What's your goal? What's your intention? And she was so used to doing that that she actually didn't even know where she was going. She just knew how she was gonna do it. And it was so helpful to go, well, actually, what is it that I want in a conversation with my spouse? And if I want that, how do I go about doing it? And so it was was coming at the situation a different way for the first time. One of the things that we talk about uh, is stepping back from the engagement um, and creating some space. In fact, we have a 12 step divorce recovery podcast series, and step one is um, curb the conflict, create space. And so, what you do with that is in any situation, when we're triggered, we usually, our tongue usually starts before we've connected with our logical mind, right? And so if you're upset, if you're triggered, rather than engaging or trying to, to control the narcissist, you step back, uh, you count to 10, you count to 100, you give yourself some time to allow that wave of upset to calm down, to reconnect with your logical mind and to figure out, what do I want? Not, not what, what's he or she thinking and what are they going to do and how are they feeling and how do I, not that. What's going on? What are my thoughts? What, what do I need? What do I want to accomplish? And then you, you engage, you begin to engage in a very different
1: way. And using your breathing, which you always have with you, is a very powerful tool when you're stepping back. When you're recognizing, okay, I am going in a direction that I feel I've gone for decades and it's not successful. It hasn't been successful in the past. It's not going to be successful now. And so I'm just going to stop and I'm going to turn my attention to my body To my breathing, it just looks like you're breathing to your spouse, so it, it isn't obvious that all this is going on inside you as you're pulling yourself back together, and you're breathing, and you're beginning to calm your nervous system down so you can remember, why did I walk in this room, what was my purpose for starting this conversation, or did I is this even a time for me to want to have this conversation? So you can turn to that spouse and say, "Mm, um, I hear you. Um, um, I'm going to give this some thought or, you know, you will be able, and as we go on, we'll talk to you more about strategies, but you will be able to dismiss the, uh, repeating the the same dynamic that you've been stuck in so it no longer feels like Groundhog Day. It's a new day because you're doing a new thing which is stepping back and not engaging in that moment, using your breath and waiting until you've calmed down and you're remembering why am I here? What do I want out of this?
0: So So... So the first strategy is keeping the focus on yourself and I I just kind of want to give you a heads up that that you won't right you're going to you're going to fall into old behavior and he or she like you you know their shortcomings you you know what the problem is on that side of the street. And so it makes so much sense that even when you say, you know what, I'm going to keep the focus on myself, the next thing you know, you're, you're focusing on what he or she did and said and what's wrong and you're talking to your friends about it and stuff. And, and just slowly, just like acceptance is key, mm. each time you notice that your focus is back on your spouse, just stop, notice it. Don't berate yourself for it and come back to, well, wait a second, what's my part here? Am I thinking about her feelings or his feelings? Am I, you know, what am I doing? What do I need to do? What did I commit to doing? And so you just keep bringing the focus back to yourself. Divorce feels very out of control. High conflict divorce feels out of control even more. You have power when it comes to you, when it comes to keeping the focus on you, noticing your thoughts and behaviors and changing them. And so that's that first radical acceptance and then keeping the focus on yourself. Um, And then the third one, so we have radical acceptance, keeping the focus on yourself. And then the third one, I think you'll all really resonate with, which is don't take the bait. And what a narcissist is really good at is baiting you. And so one of the dances is deflect and defend. So you go to talk about topic A, they turn around, criticize you for topic B, and all of a sudden you're defending yourself on topic B. Topic A isn't even on the table anymore. And you're wondering, how did this happen? So so you will be baited, you have been baited, sit down and even start writing some of the ways you'll come up with plenty. Um, being conscious that your spouse is baiting you. You may not realize it in the beginning, but the more you do this work, the quicker you will realize it, that you're being baited. Uh, You have an opportunity, again, to take that step. Step away, breathe. You don't have to engage. It's not important to engage. Right before we got on this call, I was coaching with a client and email, and we'll talk about this, like email is just, one of the avenues for her soon to be ex to abuse her and so he sent this email and it it had criticism and condemnation in it but there was no call to action for her like whatever was happening was happening he just needed to share how bad she was and how wrong she was and her initial reaction was to say well we we need to we need to reply and 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 what and I, this is what I said, to her, and what, what's the word? And she's like, I'm not supposed to defend. And and that's where we want you to get. It's like, you don't have to defend yourself. And so often you're being baited into defending. Start noticing that. And there's a lot of different things you can say. I hear you. Nonetheless, let's go with that. Um, we can agree to disagree. Like there's so many different things and sometimes, oftentimes you don't have to say
1: anything at all. And in that defending, notice that you, you often have this tendency to wanna to defend against something that wasn't real in the first place. And it's very, as soon as you begin defending yourself against accusations that really have no basis in reality, then you stepped out of reality too and you've taken the bait and the whole point was now that narcissists can switch the topic to anything he or she wants to and you're lost. So that stepping back and noticing you're being baited and just stopping right there, and Karen, I love what you said about noticing was there a call to action, Was your spouse asking you for information or requesting you do something? If those aren't there, then just let it go. You know, just let the accusations, let the rage just go past and then remember, okay, what am I up to today? What's important for me to accomplish? You don't have to have the last word. They're always going to want
0: to have the last word. And so unless there's something vitally important to communicate, the practice of letting it go is a really powerful
1: one. Oh, and I another... That. I can to say, I love that idea of um, they're always going to want the last word because if you think about it, if you let them have the last word right up front, you're done with the conversation. <laughs> it's over. So you're not agreeing with them. You're just letting their ego do what it needs to do, which is say what it says, and it's over, and you go on to doing what's important to you.
0: And I'll tell you, I've I've been divorced 14 years, and and I'll engage um, with my spouse, my ex. And he'll say something and I won't respond to it. And he'll even come back and go, you see, you had nothing to say because I'm so right. And I'm just chuckling. And I'm like, all right, let's go with that. Uh, and there's no need. That is not the person you have to convince of anything anymore. And if you feel you have to, you're already in the wrong neighborhood because you can't. Perfect. Okay. Let it go. Just let it go. The other piece of that is... Um, you may have something important to say and they want to they want to engage you in a debate but we know that they're not rational and so there is no debating and they're not going to hear your perspective and go oh wow that makes a lot of sense thanks so much for sharing like that is not our experience those of us who've been married to a narcissist and so a lot of times i'll tell my clients come up with a mantra uh so the mantra might be um our agreement is that you have the children back to me Saturday before seven PM and and they get into this whole thing and they tell and and they wanna engage you and I hear you and our agreement is that you have the children back at seven PM or um or you know I don't have enough information to make that decision. And so I'll be speaking to my attorney and I'll get back to you. And then they come at you four times. I don't have the information and I'll get back to you. And a mantra allows you, like you create a statement that's that's true, brief one, and then you hold on to it like a life raft so that no matter how many times they bait you. You don't go under. You don't step onto the slippery slope and find yourself once again trying to debate somebody, or or negotiate with somebody who you can't.
1: Make sense? Yeah, you're training yourself to find your ground and stay in it. Stay grounded in it. Makes a lot of sense, Kara. That's incredibly powerful, and it'll be very interesting for you. At first, it'll feel really awkward because when you start doing things differently, your spouse is going to be floundering with not understanding why aren't I getting the response that I am used to getting and just stand back and begin to observe how they flounder while you find your ground and get comfortable there.
0: And it can feel like it's getting worse before it gets better, because in doing, in taking your power back, they're losing. You may deal with a lot more attacks. You may deal with a lot more hostility. Hold your ground. This too shall pass and you will end up in a better place. And these communications uh, go for both verbal as well as even if you're texting or emailing, you can use these same guidelines. And uh, I'm just going to jump to, there's a fellow, Bill Eddy. Uh, he is known, he, he works a lot in high conflict situations. He's, he's an expert in high conflict situations. And he created an acronym called Biff, B-I-F-F. And I use it with my clients all the time. You're, I, I'm someone who would get literally emails that were multiple pages long. Um, I didn't have to respond in pages or paragraphs. Bill Eddy says, be brief, informative, firm, And I've heard people switch out friendly for neutral if friendly triggers you. Brief, Just, just say it, say it as succinctly as you can. Informative, share what information is necessary, not more, not less. Firm, maybe I think we could, no, we're going to, I'm going to, be firm. And then friendly or neutral, don't be nasty, don't, Don't let his or her behavior lower yours. So just say it, say it neutrally and move on.
1: I tell my clients that when you're dealing with somebody with a personality disorder, if you give them enough rope, if they truly have a personality disorder, if you give them enough rope, they will hang themselves. And if you keep your communications biffed up, brief, informative, firm, and again, uh, we're gonna say friendly but decent or neutral, then your significant other's responses are going to look as bizarre as they actually are. And your responses will look rational, clean, concise and simple so you're not only doing this for yourself but you're doing this to have a record whether you're speaking or writing of who your spouse how they show up in reality
0: so and you're and you're going to start showing up very differently because i know for me i i felt like I became a lunatic for a while because I was so frustrated and I was trying to control the wind, you know, and so the more you center and focus and calm down, the more level-headed you present, it's going to help your attorney, it's going to help every part of the process, it's going to help your children, it's just, it's just the only path toward healing and
1: wholeness. And when... train yourself to, to be calm and collected uh, it actually disempowers the high conflict personality so it's your superpower <laughs> You know, to be grounded to be clear to be, to be concise and you can do this with training you will be able to do this, do it effectively and begin to do it quickly not at first but with training, you will be able to do this and you'll be re- amazed at the ultimate outcome. Absolutely. And I want to just revisit that break the
0: I- isolation piece. Um, we talked about creating a support team and uh, and inviting in uh, certainly experts who uh who will see right through um, the facade of the narcissist? And f- for me, I know that being honest about what was happening, and then choosing really healthy people to bring into my support team—not not the people who were gonna, you know, go on and on about how terrible he was—but that would really help me keep the focus on myself and what do I need and how strong I am and how well I'm doing. And so your support team is gonna involve uh, uh, a lot of different players on the legal front. Our next show is about that. Uh, people who are gonna be really valuable to you. The personal support team is, is vital that you pick and choose healthy people to support you, who are going to ha- keep the focus on you finding your voice, finding your center, staying calm, not defending, um, and and moving in that direction that you want to move in.
1: And help you determine what, clarify what you want, because when you've been involved with a narcissist, you're so used to somebody telling you what you want and need that when you choose your support group, be support individuals, be very aware of choosing people that ask you how you think. What do you want out of this? How can I help you to get more clear? Not this is what you should do and that's unacceptable and know you're wrong because that's what you had all along. That's another behavior It's very important for you to change.
0: You know, we talk so much with our clients about um, awareness or mindfulness, and so one of the things you'll hear through this whole show is noticing, right, bringing your awareness to you, accepting, beginning to accept that what has been and is, is, so that you have more choices going forward. And then that that action piece—that stepping through your comfort zone, um, creating a support team, you know, partnering in a different way with your attorney, um, choosing when to and when not to engage with your spouse—like those, those are the keys. Uh, awareness, acceptance, and action will move you forward. Um, in the direction that you desire and, and will be brilliant for you as you, if you're a parent, as you parent your children who ultimately are gonna need to develop skills and tools for navigating their narcissistic parent as well. Lisa, um, before we wrap up, uh, is there anything else that you uh, wanna share with our listeners? I would
1: say know that the version of yourself that is coming out of your narcissist spouse's mouth is distorted. And to invite you to go back to a time when you felt, when you were successful at whatever you were successful at, where you felt happy, where you felt confident, where you accomplished And keep focusing on those times to remind you of who you really are. Because after decades of being told how foolish or stupid or silly or stubborn or wrong or weak, whatever you've been told, it's so important for you to recognize it That was told you only to control you. It was never true. It's not true now. And it will help you to focus on the successes, the joys, the person you were at your happiest before you fell into the lair of or the web of the narcissist. Yeah, well said.
0: And and I want to say, um, if if this is your reality, uh, it's really helpful to get emotional support. And uh, a lot of people don't really know the difference between therapy and coaching. And so, if there's a lot of um, history, family of origin history. Therapy can be incredibly helpful to connect the dots. Again, listen to those first two shows to connect the dots, to understand how you got to where you are. And and what coaching does, and that's a lot of, today was a good example of the types of conversations we have with our clients. It helps you with the here and now. So even once you understand that, how to strategically navigate uh your triggers and your behaviors and, and your patterns of being that haven't served you and how to be clear and aware and begin to make shifts so that you're emerging a better version of yourself where your, your confidence is reinstated, where you have a sense of peace and calm where you're effective and you're communicative, like that that happens. If you're struggling doing that on your own, that's, that's one of the most brilliant um, outcomes of the work that we do with our clients is we help them navigate their divorce, but even more than that, navigate their behaviors, their perspectives, their triggers so that when they emerge, No matter what life throws at them, they have this robust uh, box of tools, emotional tools, communication tools to help them navigate any circumstance.
1: Imagine navigating life once you've rediscovered the best, the most capable of you, because that is who you want to be designing your next stage of life. When you get free of the narcissist, you have an entire life ahead of you and you can live it out of the very best of you. Mm.
0: And that is what we wish for you. If you have not heard our 12 step divorce recovery uh, Series. I really encourage you to go to journey beyond divorce podcast and, and listen in to that. Start with step one. Uh, we talk about curbing the conflict. We talk about really feeling your feelings and, uh, communicating with clarity and staying present and focusing on solutions. There's so many powerful, uh, programs or series, uh, episodes. There's so many powerful episodes in that series
1: that I believe can benefit you. We also have a online divorce support Facebook group. Karen, did you mention that? Oh, thank you. No, and and I really wanted to. If if you're feeling
0: isolated, go to go to and you're a Facebook person, go to Journey Beyond Divorce Community and asked to be invited in, we'll invite you in. And that's a place where you will get support from our team of coaches. Uh, You'll receive resources that we share, articles and videos and podcasts, and then the members are wonderful. And so you'll receive acknowledgement and empathy and connection and sometimes that's what you need at like eleven o'clock at night when you're when you're feeling lonely and your kids are you know aren't with you or any time you need, that group is there and um and we're we're there and ready to support and receive you. So journey beyond divorce community on Facebook.
1: And Karen, and- I'm also thinking it can be so chaotic getting ready for a divorce, going through a divorce, if people are finding value in, in what they're hearing in this conversation, how can they enroll in uh, our email so they know when new shows come out, so they know when new blogs come out, rather right. than having to go online when they're so busy and like try to determine is there anything new here?
0: Yes, I have a couple of things. Thanks, Lise, that I'll share. First of all, when you sign up for the Journey Beyond Divorce community, we ask for your email, and that's why we get it, really just to share resources with you on a regular basis. And so you'll get those in your inbox, as well as they'll be on the community page. Also, if you've been tuning into our podcasts, uh, I really encourage you to take a minute and review our journey beyond divorce podcast on itunes it's a great way to pay it forward and help someone else who's looking for a good resource to find valuable content on divorce and make sure that you subscribe because we've got this series is 24 shows in total and so if you subscribe to the journey beyond divorce podcast you will be notified each time a new episode goes live and we've got a lot of those coming up in fact our next episode is essential legal guidelines for navigating a high conflict divorce and the attorney that we speak to just offers so much wisdom and guidance and suggestions so you really want to tune into that And the next one after that is going to be how to protect your kids. And what I tell my clients is whatever you learn, you're going to be paying it forward to your children because the stronger you get and the more capable you are of navigating that narcissist, the more you're going to be able to help your children as they grow
1: up and have to have a relationship with that person as well. Exactly. As you empower yourself, you you are a model for your children's empowerment. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back in two weeks.
0: Talk to you then. At Journey Beyond Divorce, we know that sometimes the most powerful support we can offer is to help you process the storm of emotions you're experiencing and gently challenge the beliefs that are keeping you stuck.
1: The way Karen delivers her program is that she validates the feelings, the emotions, the ups, the downs. She hones in on the specifics that really talk to that particular person when they're going through this crazy emotional time.
0: Let us be a beacon in the midst of this crazy emotional time. Book a free Lifeline call with us to help lift the fog. And begin practicing new ways of thinking, being, and doing that better support you as you journey through and beyond divorce. Our gift to you is taking that first step with you on your free Rapid Relief Lifeline call, where we help you navigate the emotional and logistical turbulence of separation and divorce. Visit
1: RapidReliefCall.com to book your call.